Oh, I'm Hot Take Tommy, and I wake up early in the morning because I have a dog at home that I have to take care of. Coming to you live. Two dogs. Not really live, but powered by StreamYard. <laughs> it's the Sons of Monarchy podcast. No free ads. I am one of your co-hosts at Hot Take Tommy, or I mean uh, Steve-O. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at DrunkShySoxFan. <laughs> and Hot Take Tommy. Steve is waking up. Um, and today on today's episode of the Sons of Monarchy, Monarchy podcast... Oh, yeah, your tagline underneath you is Hot Take Tommy. That's great. Good for you. Um, You're my doppelganger. Oh, my God. I'm going to I'm gonna keep going. I have going. a full no. head of hair. <laughs> I, okay, look, I, was, I thought it, and then I saved it. I wasn't going to make fun of you being bald, but now I'm going to. I have a full head of hair. Tell me so something I haven't heard of. Tell me something I haven't heard before. <laughs> All of this brought to you by just us. So Make please. sure you rate, subscribe, review on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Google Casts, uh, whatever casts. Uh, make sure that you hit the subscribe button and you rate us five stars or four stars if you really want, because four we are city, your baby. favorite four-star podcast in the four-star city. Tom, it's been two weeks-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, and by the way, mass chaos to start the episode, so that's a good start. Um, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, it's been... It, 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 the best part about it is that we like ended the last podcast being like, we're going to get like 52... Well, I said 52 episodes this season, which yeah, is... No, absurd. It ain't happening, so quit asking. <laughs> and we count our seasons in, in terms of the full year, so uh, just recognize. Uh, but yeah, we, we missed immediately the next week. I, you did mention, you did say that we weren't going to... Literally probably... said at the end yeah. of last no, yeah, episode... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be gone next week, so I don't know when we're going to record next. We'll figure that out. And then you text me last weekend. You're like, yo, you want to do like 7.30 in the morning? That sound good <laughs> on a Saturday? And I was like, that sounds great, but I'm but out of town. Won't be there, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, that that does sound exactly how it went. Um, I was there, and I can confirm um, that is what happened. But anyway, we're here now. Uh <laughs> Still sleep deprived. Uh, thank you to the youths of America that are at Kayla's church and drive me crazy sometimes, but it's okay. Um, actually, it really wasn't even the kids. I had to share a sleeping quarters with the other adult male leaders, and one of them snores so loud. It's like a goddamn <laughs> chainsaw in there. Absurd. So, you don't I'm like a little white noise as you're falling I'm asleep? Still recovering, um, which is absolutely wild. Um, Alas, we are here. We are recording. Yeah. Tom, we're a White Sox baseball podcast, right? We are indeed. And a lot has happened, actually. Um, I feel like a lot hasn't happened. So I'm glad that you feel like there has been a lot that's happened in the last two weeks. <laughs> well, well, I mean, first things first, I, before we take another step, we have not had the opportunity to shout out Liam Hendricks. Absolutely. And his battle with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I don't think I say it right every time. but No, you literally said it correctly. I did? Okay, good. Okay. Um, it's It just really fucking sucks there's no way around that um the thing that immediately came to mind was obviously the man like he is such a good guy and the city like came around him we all love him he's the greatest not just for what he does on the baseball field um but also for what he does on the baseball field so yeah. i think the whole point 
is we're all really fucking mad at cancer. So fuck cancer. Yep. And I mean, that's all I have to say about it. I We think he's gone for the year, which sucks as well. But again, fuck cancer. That's the first and foremost. The only thing that really matters um, is that he gets through it. Yeah, we're um, obviously sending our best wishes to Liam and to Christy and their entire family, um, yeah. whether they be here in the States or abroad in, yeah. in Australia. Um, yeah, cancer blows. And this is obviously something that's a little bit near and dear to my heart, losing my mother-in-law to cancer six months ago, seven months ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I know that I'm not the most religious person, but. My thoughts and prayers, uh, yeah, pour out to them, and obviously that isn't enough in in a lot of moments. So I really, really do, really hope that Liam comes back strong from this, and that you know this is just a bump in the road in yep. his life journey and in his career. Um, I hope that obviously from a selfish standpoint for the White Sox, want him to come back ready to rock and roll as soon totally. as possible and be his incredible self on the baseball field, but also he's done so much outside of the game of baseball. Like yeah. you mentioned, um, he's worked with so many different community groups, um, and charities, um, creating his own as well, mm-hmm. um, in the city of Chicago. So just really grateful for everything that he's done and we're sending our best off to him and his wife. Yeah, I think it, uh, the one thing that I'll say that was, you know, heartwarming about this whole thing is that he really did get a outpouring of love from the Sox community, which, you know, deserved. But also, like, it's just good to see people like stepping up and being and, and reaching out and caring because the man comes first. Right. So. All right. I think uh, we're we're not the first people to talk about it, so we should probably, you know, move on. Um, but again, like, love the guy, love the man, love what he's done. Really hope that he gets through it quickly. Absolutely, thousand yeah. percent. That's a there's our Minoso minutes for yeah. today. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so, but there's been other things that have happened, unlike uh, what you think, Steve. Um, I, think the most recent and most pressing thing is to talk about that the Hanser Alberto no no Steve that guy is he's what what if I told you he's gonna get at bats as a White Sox this year no he's gonna be a Charlotte Knight legend and I I'm excited about that I I'm grateful that the people the good people of Charlotte have you're hoping in Romy Gonzalez and Lenin Sosa is you know what I'm actually hoping for I'm pretty sure that Josh Harrison is still a free agent if I'm not mistaken, he's still drifting out there as well. Um, so, I mean, that's what I'm really hoping for, as which is not what I was hoping for at the beginning of the offseason. But, I mean, at this point, man, let's just bring him back. Uh, yeah, confirmed he is still a free agent, according to Wikipedia. So He is. And let me tell you this right now. The first two that pop out, there's a, there's a Fan Nation blog and then a uh, for the Red Sox and a fan-sided blog for the Pirates. The first two headliners, top stories for Josh Harrison right now. They want one, to bring him in. one says, Red Sox reportedly have three free agent targets, and Pittsburgh Pirates five underrated free agents still on the market. 
Time to get at it, baby. I mean, the fact that, I mean, Josh Harrison had a pretty solid season with the White Sox. He did. Why would you not want to bring him back? uh, They don't want to pay him, (laughs) which is so stupid. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the Benintendi contract. Yes. Okay. And I know this isn't a direction you wanted to go, but I do. I do want to say. No, let's take it. Let's take it. Um, You know, Benintendi's contract is backloaded. There's not as much. It's like backloaded in the sense that years, it's a five-year contract. And years two through five, he gets paid a lot more than he does year one. Year one is like a eight, I don't know, eight and a half million, 8.75 million. Um, Dropping the bucket. So considering that and considering you were going to spend, what was it? Third, was it going to be at least $10 million on AJ Pollock, if not more? Go take the he money. I bitch. <laughs> exactly. He saved you. He saved you. So you went out, you no got another outfielder. Now go and fill that gap at second base because and unless you actually do have faith in Romy Gonzalez and Lenin Sosa, why the fuck have we not taken advantage of Josh Harrison still being on the free agent market? I have nothing more to contribute to this conversation, but fucking second base is a hole. It is. It is. It's it's Larry time, I guess. Fucking, fucking every day, crazy. every goddamn day, Larry Garcia. Like, why would you not at least throw in Josh Harrison to that mix to take away at least half of the at bats? Like, there's no reason. There's zero reason to to have him be there. Because it, it's just plugging a hole. Like that's it's losing it's, mentality. It's losing yes, mentality, yes, it is. and yes, it I is. hate every bit of it. Like this team is going to have a payroll that is less than last year, if I'm not mistaken. That's what? such booty butt cheeks. There's that's so stupid. What? That's, that's so stu- it's booty butt cheeks is what it is, is what I'm saying. That's that's a losing mentality. But I the, 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 the thing that sucks, too, is that it's not like the rest of the division is just sitting on their hands. I mean, there's not been like crazy moves within the division because, you know, it's the AL Central. Nobody's doing much, but. The Twins did just go out and trade Luis Arias and all the fucking articles in White Sox media that I could find were, hey, Luis Arias is gone. How great is that? Like, yes, he broke up Cy Cease's no hitter in the ninth inning, but it doesn't mean that the Twins didn't just get better. They got Pablo Lopez, good young arm, who's going to be pitching for the twins for the next, I don't know, I think three years. That sucks. (laughs) They, they were missing, you know, pitching depth and they just got it. So they're moving toward getting better. And I don't think we've been able to mention that they signed Carlos Correa again. Yeah. So fuck. (laughs) Correa is still a twin. I, and I know people, in the baseball community are like, oh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. He's got the injury problems. Guys, I mean, when he's healthy and performing in his best. And I mean, here's I mean, you look at the numbers. Yes, he, he has those those years of playing 113 games or 130 games. Right. But when he's playing those 113, 130, 140 games, guess what? Carlos Correa is a top 20 player in Major League Baseball. Yes. Undisputed if not high if not oh if not 10. higher exactly like so it, what what the fuck are we being like oh it's not that big of a deal like yeah. i and i guess that brings up the question tom are you fearful of the twins now i am i am <laughs> really <laughs> i definitely am i i actually i'm i sh, i sh, i 
I shouldn't say that I'm more afraid of them than the Guardians. But at the same time, I think I'm more afraid of the Twins than the Guardians. The thing that I've, I think that the Twins are doing is they just keep signing injury-prone guys for a discount. You know, they did it with Byron Buxton. They did it with Carlos Correa. They did it with Tyler Malley. They did it with Sonny Gray. They did it with Kenta Maeda. Actually, I don't think they knew that Kenta Maeda was going to be injured, but he went through right. Tommy John. He's coming back. Like, there's all of these guys that, if healthy, are good, but have an injury history. What if this is the year that they just all are healthy? We we would have a serious problem, Steve. Like, yeah, well, they're if all those guys are are playing, let's say Buxton and Correa are playing 150 plus games this year, and let's say that Sonny Gray comes back to some former part of himself, which right. I don't, I don't think it, like 2020, I don't think that's happening. Um, but and Kenta Maeda becomes 2019 Kenta Maeda, and I, I, I the Twins. The Twins have more what ifs than the White Sox, and that's why I'm not as afraid of them because Sox have a lot of what ifs. <laughs> your your t- your top two players have major injury concerns. Buxton obviously his history of injury oh, concerns, yeah. but also the medicals on Correa and him not being signed by either the Giants nor the Mets. Um, obviously, there's something in the physicals there, and I believe it has to do with his ankle. Um, yep, yep. There's a plate in his ankle that is. A, a, allegedly a threat to become loose yeah. at some point in his, in his career and cause a lot, a lot of issues. The, the thing about it though, is that a lot of the problems that the Mets and the giants had were that it's the years. Like we can't do 12 years of oh, you yeah. because, you know, maybe in year seven, eight, nine, that plate becomes a problem. The first three years, the idea is that, it's not going to be, it's not likely to be an issue. His ankle has not been the issue that's put him on the sideline at any point. Well, I think there was one game that he like left early from in the last couple of years. But the point is like, he hasn't had issues with the ankle since it was surgically repaired. Right. Yet. And, and hypothetically that would come and bite him in the ass at some point in his career according to these doctors, but right. right now, not an issue. 2023, probably not going to pop up. For sure. So, and <laughs> Carlos Correa, like we said, a top-tier baseball player, a superstar baseball player. And yes. I think... And he's on the fucking Twins. Fuck and the, the Twins. Man. And that's what... Yeah, fuck the Twins, for real. Uh, but I think that's what... And I was having a conversation with multiple guys about this in a group chat. That's something that the White Sox don't have right now, is a superstar-type player. And yep. I think that's what makes the really good team stand out from the White Sox. And yep. I was being argued that the White Sox don't necessarily need a superstar. And I said, you got to be kidding, right? Because, yeah. I mean, who was holding it down? Who was holding it down for the White Sox last year? You had that team full of mid to high mid talent. Nobody was performing at their top tier levels. And who was there to have a breakout season? No one. No one was there breaking it out. Nobody was there being your consistent 40 homer guy, you know, with a OPS of 899 plus, you know, yep. um, they just didn't have that. Or a guy that was holding it down in the field at a premier position like Carlos Correa does um, yep. defensively. So yep. it, with the twins, back to the twins, I don't 
necessarily fear them because I think it's a lot of those what ifs and everything falling into place perfectly in their lineup. And then on top of that, their pitching staff. I mean, compare the Twins pitching staff with the White Sox pitching staff. I will take our one through five straight down the line over their pitchers every day. R1 versus their one, R2 versus their two, right? Bro, they don't even have a one. Like <laughs> They don't. They don't. Joe uh, is, Ryan, maybe Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez. The trade? I mean, exactly. Is Pablo yeah, Lopez going to be their know. opening day starter? Is it Joe Ryan? Um, it, what is Kenta Maeda? I, I, what even know. is Kenta Maeda? <laughs> we don't know. Dude, it could be Bailey Ober. What are you talking about? Yeah, ba- Bailey Ober and then Sonny Gray. I, Sonny Gray's washed, man. I mean. New York did a number on him. I, I, it's just it's fizzled out so yeah. i'm not afraid of the twins for that reason i'm definitely more fearful of the guardians because they talk about pitching depth they have pitching depth dude they're gonna pull down, some, left and well right. the thing that they're gonna do is they're gonna pull some guy that we've never heard of or that we have connor in, pilkington connor, <laughs> connor pilkington is gonna be the death of us all but you know that's ignoring the fact that they already have shane bieber and Tristan McKenzie and you know those that one too is pretty much enough like with Bieber and then sticks following him like we're fucked (laughs) yeah so hopefully we won't strike out as much and then Benintendi helps there yeah (laughs) but I mean they yeah I mean they still got an incredible rotation top to bottom I mean you've got Quantrill, you've got um fucking that guy's a maniac is is (laughs) is police still there I think so and then um he died <laughs> yeah no and then they've got um god why am i drawing a blank on his name there's uh one more guy as well but uh the google all this that being said their rotation is absolutely nasty um it's arguably the best and i don't know from top to bottom it might be the best in baseball like i i hate to say that because there are obviously teams that have superstar on superstars on their rotation but when you're going it was Savali that's who I was thinking of Bieber McKenzie Quantrill Plesak Savali Savali's booty for a five he's pretty fucking good (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I I I acquiesce you're right and and they've got young arms too that can fill in and exactly that's the thing that you're not worried like if you're a Cleveland fan what like all five of them whatever uh they're (laughs) not worried about pitching depth because some nameless guy that no one's ever seen before is going to come through and pitch seven, two run seven innings, two runs yeah. like in the middle of June. For sure. It's I just, I just don't think, I don't think that is sustainable baseball in today's baseball. I don't well, they think J Ram hitting dongs and that they got, I, they got so many guys that caught lightning in a bottle, I think. And the <laughs> you amount- don't think Josh Naylor's the truth. The amount of luckiness, <laughs> and actually, I think Josh Naylor is actually a pretty solid player, um, especially at the plate. Um, they've got Naylor, they've got Ramirez. Quan might develop into something that's pretty special. And they're fucking. It's it's their outside of that. It's a bunch of dudes that caught a, a caught lightning in a bottle that are contact hitters, and it had extremely high BABIP numbers last year. So they're shortstop man. Uh, that that young kid. Um, that's the one I'm afraid of. Jimenez. Andres um, Jimenez. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, Jimenez is he, came from... I thought, he was uh, sliding to, I thought he was sliding short. Yeah, came from came from the Mets organization. 
Um, really, really solid player. I mean, he was a top prospect for them. Cleveland gets their hands on him and turns him into uh, something even more special because that's yeah. what they do. If only the White Sox could do that. The White right. Sox get all the best talent in the world and make them worse uh, somehow. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know about all the best talent in the world, but they get the like the the the, the mid high right mid high talent, and then they become mid mid talent. Uh, yep. <laughs> Exactly. So you're more afraid of the Guardians. I'm a little bit more afraid of the Twins. We struggled through getting through their lineups, but we know that we have this like, I mean, I we weren't going to go down that route. We should absolutely go down that route once the season gets started. But we've yes. got other things on the docket to talk about. So we mentioned pitching depth and, yes. and how the Twins don't have it. The Guardians do. What about the White Sox? The White Sox? Well, we have five pitchers. Um <laughs> We've got and and this this is a fun practice. How I'm gonna go down my one through five, you know, in the order that I think they should be in, and then you go down through your one through five in the order that you think that they should be in, and then we can talk about depth because mm, we might not have it. Anyway, number one pitcher for the White Sox, Dylan Cease. Number two, in my mind, hopefully, fingers crossed, toes crossed, Lucas Giolito. <laughs> <laughs> nope you're already wrong but it's okay and then we've got clevenger number three Clev is in a bounce back in a bounce back season okay, okay. <laughs> and then we have lance lynn and then we have michael kopak in my opinion that's is that your rotation five. to start the year is that your rotation by the end of i the think year? that's my that's just to end the year is how i'm oh to end the year that yeah yeah okay i think like okay. after the course of the season that's kind of how it's gonna have i think I think that's a little bit more realistic to say end of the year, possibly. Yes. Um, I think your hopes are too high on Clevenger still, but that's okay. I mean, I, I have to. I have to have my hopes high for this guy. Because <laughs> um, to fill in if he's not good, anyway, we'll get there. Right. And I think Lucas Giolito in a prove-it year is going to prove it. I think he's going to come back. And I don't know if he's necessarily a stuff, but he is going to be, I think, really good. Um, I like Cease a lot coming back this year. Um, the numbers did dip a little bit in the second half of the year, but it was still a really like, and by second half of the year, I mean like August, September. Um, but the whole team had yeah, it started was not just you know, him. Yeah. falling off and, and the morale was not there. So exactly. uh, Cease is going to be a solid one. He's going to be, I, I would predict top five Cy Young candidate again this year. Um, yes, DeGrom is now in the AL, but Verlander is no longer not. Uh, no longer, no longer yeah. not. Uh, you know what I meant. Um, <laughs> yep, Giolito back, back, bounce back year, a thousand percent. Um, I would guess that our three this year, even by the end of the year, and he's probably the two to start the year is Lance Lynn. Um, just stay healthy, Lance, and please not tell me, me, baby. Please tell me you've been doing some, you know, weight training, injury resistance type stuff. Um, this off season or slimming down like our guy Giolito did. Hate I'm you. sorry. I knew but it. Look at Giolito. Everybody's like looking at Giolito and they're like, okay, like the, the form looks a lot better. Um, what's another thing that Lucas Giolito did in the off season? He slimmed down. He didn't put on the 20, 20 pounds, pounds of, of muscle. muscle, quote unquote. No, <laughs> no, he looks a lot healthier. Like he, he looked, I'm not going to lie. He looked out of shape. 
going into the season last year. He was bulky. It's different. He was bulky. Did not look bulky. He, yeah, you and I have different definitions of bulky. Um, Lance Lynn's I bulk, think Lance bulky Lynn too, is right? bulky. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> great. Um, you can't. You can't. I. I want to challenge you next episode because you failed this episode. I want to call Lance Lynn fat. No, I want to challenge it. you to not call him fat because that was I I didn't and then you just you put said, me on the line you, you said, said maybe he should slim down okay is that is, like I mean would you I have was, said that about Tim Anderson no, no because of course he, not because yeah. he's jacked <laughs> yeah but anyway continue you were you were moving on my challenge for you next episode is to get through a full episode of the sons of anarchy without calling Lance Lynn fat that is, oh, a, that I, is a I was about to and then you put me on the spot and I oh. had to you um, insinuated and the five is probably Kopech, and I only say the Kopech is five because of I don't know how many innings he's going to give us yeah. this year. That's exactly – that's why I had him in my five is like I just don't – he does not have a track record of being there the whole season. What I would like to see him do is start off the season strong. If he starts to feel some fatigue, you you curb back on, on the innings. Take June you, and you July get, off. <laughs> you, you take you take somebody else. You plug them into the five. I don't know who that would be right yes. now. And so let's go there, please. All right, fantastic. This because is... I want Kopech to be ready for the playoffs, but you have to get to the playoffs first. Exactly. There's that's number <laughs> problem one a get to the playoffs. Not something that we've shown we could do. Um, but problem one b is that who the fuck is going to be your pitcher if any one of those five guys goes down with an injury? And let's take a look. Uh, yeah, all of them have an injury history. So, <laughs> uh, Davis Martin, baby, Davis Martin, uh, also has an injury history. <laughs> okay. This is, this is something that occurred to me, um, is that when it, the storyline coming out of the last game of the year was that Jose Brave didn't come out of the dugout, which was really sad. Now, the other thing that happened is that Davis Martin had a bicep injury <laughs> and didn't get through two innings. So, Okay. If we have those five pitchers, Gilito, Cease, Clev, Lynn, Kopech, right? There's our five. If any one of those, and no, no team ever has gotten through the season with only five pitchers, but if any one of those goes down, it's like, okay, do you want to put Jimmy Lambert in there? No, you do not. If, do you want to put Davis Martin in there? Look, he's just turned 26. Maybe he's the truth this year. Doubt it. Serious doubts, and he got injured in the last game of last season. Okay, there's that. You have Reynaldo Lopez as a swing guy? Raylo, baby. Who no. is here's the GOAT? Yes. He's the GOAT, but I think he's going to be the closer. Yep. Yep. I mean, this because is he's the GOAT. Because to closer kind of situation, especially if uh, Graveman and Kelly can't prove it. Um and I actually I predicted... Kelly won't be a closer. It would be Graveman. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, okay, Kopech. Let's let's go back to the Kopech number five starter issue, right? <laughs> because I I think Lopez in the bullpen, I'm with you. Lopez in the bullpen seems to be a great fit. Don't mm. don't mess with it, right? Thank like, you. Yes. Don't don't screw around with a good thing. Um so you've got oh thir- 33. 33 starts about for for a starter if they start an entire year right yes every single um, start or yeah. or every slot right mm-hmm. if, if that pitcher is starting every single game each slot you know each one through five you're about 32 33 okay 33 
times five innings is 162. Okay. Or, well, no, it's not. It's like 175. Okay. Um, so 100, 175. Let's go with that, right? 175 innings. Yes. Can Kopech Crochet, can a combination of Kopech Crochet, Davis Martin, Jimmy Lambert, can those, so let's just go with those four. Can those four do a bang up job, a solid job for you for 175? Uh, I don't, I, okay. Do you think that can carry you into the playoffs so that all those arms are still healthy? Yeah, I, what the problem with this is, I'll give you this. I think that they can. I think that they can. Emphasis on can. Will they? I don't know. But the the problem that I see with this is that you're you're asking now for, you know, in, in these starts, you're only getting five innings from your starters, which is fine if the, if the fifth starter every every you know go round is only giving you five innings. I don't trust the other four starters we have to get through more than five every start. I mean uh, Cease has you should, you should. The only question mark that you should have about pitchers getting through five the only question mark you should have about a pitcher getting through five innings every single start is Clevenger. That's big it. big question That's mark with one. Clevenger. We'll find out. Maybe it's a bounce back. Dylan Cease, actually, Steve, like they lengthened him for the first time ever last year into like five to six innings a start. I wouldn't count on him going through more than six innings a start or getting to six innings through every start. I just, I mean, that's, it's not in his track record. In Cease's? Yeah. Since this past year? This past year, especially at the start of the year, Steve, it was uncommon for him to start, go into the seventh inning. Start of the year. He's a different pitcher. He's a different pitcher now. I mean, he, yes, to get what through happened the, at the seventh. He's not going to get through the seventh a lot. Is he going to even start the seventh? Is he going to start the sixth? Like, that is an honest question I have with Dylan Cease going to the mound. Like, I know he's going to give you five immaculate innings. I mean, he's not actually going to give you immaculate innings, but he's going to give you <laughs> innings that are – um, very good. <laughs> yes. I forgot Excellent. that. Immac- I forgot that immaculate. Cy Young level. Yes. Yes. Uh, an immaculate <laughs> ending. Yes. And for those in, who are listening that don't know what an immaculate ending is, we should let them know. Nine, nine strikes, three batters, all outs. Yes. Yep. Yep. Immaculate ending. Means you, nine you, pitches. Yep. Everybody's out. Yep. Um, and no balls in play. No balls in play. He, he is capable of that actually. But the point being like, I know that Dylan Cease comes to the comes to guaranteed rate field and he's starting. You're going to get five beautiful innings. I do not trust that he's going to start the sixth. He he may well. I do not trust that he's going to get through the sixth for sure. And that's not a knock against him. That's just the kind of pitcher he is. He uses a lot of stuff and he gets a ton of K's and he gets through less innings, but he's the most effective option you have. That's the kind of guy he is. He's not fucking going to throw efficiently at any point in his career. He's not an efficient guy. He's a get you out without getting the ball in play guy. You're you're worried about him getting through six? Is that what it was? Six. The, the thing that I'm pointing out is that he's less likely to go through six and get into the seventh than most pitchers. Okay. 
Or here we go. Most pitchers, Ready? Than a regular ace. Since uh, so six twenty one, so June twenty first at home against Toronto, going up. Okay, six seven five six five and two third. Um, ran some some hit issues I think in that game. Um, seven six 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 five five and a third eight nine six five six six five at the end of the year five i'm hearing a lot more sixes than fives i'm hearing a lot of fives though steve the point You're being like, a handful of fives and a nine and a seven like no i know this i know this but what you need is length out of your out of your other pitchers and what what i was getting at is that you need to have like six seven six seven six seven innings from these pitchers if your fifth pitcher is going to be barely scraping through five innings, you know, if your fifth pitcher in your staff. So now you're getting, now you're getting into bullpen fatigue. Okay. Exactly. And our bullpen is not as strong as it was two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, and if we're talking about moving Lopez potentially into, you know, a swingman role, if you're talking about crochet going potentially into a swingman role, you're losing depth in that bullpen. You're losing innings out of that bullpen and putting them into the starting. It's just, it's not, this is the problem that every club deals with. So I'll grant you, I'll grant you, but I just, you know, and it's a first year manager. I mean, I, I love Pedro Gafal already before he's even taken the field, but who knows how he handles pitching staffs. We don't know. We haven't seen it. Maybe he fucks it up and lengthens everybody too long in april and may and then we're yeah. fucked in june well Maybe obviously obviously we... you're missing the, the the most expensive piece of it and and the most valuable piece of of the bullpen but you still have your very expensive bullpen that rich has put together and it's time to put them to the test plain right. and simple it's time Allow for kendall it. graveman and joe kelly to show what they're made of and i worry about joe kelly i really do but i think Jake Ken- deekman baby and Jake Diekman. Oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> I just need him to just not suck. That would be fantastic. It would um, be fantastic. You were you were a big Jake Diekman guy. When the I am. I so. still am a big Jake Diekman guy. I hope he comes back and it actually is solid. Um, but <laughs> all of that, I, I get where you're coming from with the bullpen fatigue. You got a lot of guys. I'm worried that, about it. I'm worried about pitching depth all over, all over. Really sure. worried about it. For sure. Something to think about, though, is that fifth starter spot, which is what you were concerned about. Yes. Can Kopech go 120? No. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> Absolutely. You he don't think it. that Michael Kopech can go 120 innings this year? He hasn't. I just, that's that's all I that's all I have to say about it. He is. hasn't, but he's healthier than he's ever been going into this year. No, he's in the best shape of his life going From into what we know. spring training. Isn't everybody in the best shape of their life? Well, going I didn't into say best training? shape of their life. I said in in the best condition in regard to like the, their their health. So in, in regard the to his health, best shape of his life? not necessarily. <laughs> I've been I've been in way better shape before, and like had injury issues. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. I hear. I do respect that point. Um, however, uh, I, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to like sell out and say, oh yeah, this is the year that Copex healthy. I can't in good conscience be like, 
hype man for the healthiest year of his okay, life fine. when he's 100. never been healthy. give me a hundred give me a hundred okay a hundred okay sure a hundred yeah. okay a couple extra starts off the top that means 75 innings split between crochet davis martin if he's Ugh. healthy and ready to go <laughs> and jimmy lambert uh, you said that last name real fast you're like <laughs> no man i just i it's about five starts a piece for each of them <laughs> oh, you gonna no. be okay there oh no <laughs> that's 15 games that you just like l right in the column <laughs> so we've already lost 15 games before the season started according to steve uh, <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily <laughs> Yes. Um, Davis Martin is going to be the truth. That's what that's what I'm going to hang my hat on is that we're going to get 75 quality innings from Davis Martin this season. That's okay. what uh, that's <laughs> Jimmy Lambert started three games, three games in 21 and two and 22. OK. Um, and Davis Martin, I'd have to double check. He definitely started more than two last year, didn't he? Yeah, I think he started like six or seven or something like that. I don't know. I think he I don't know. I think he actually started like 10 games. I don't know. Point being that Davis, there's no way Davis Martin started thinking last year. <laughs> no way. He was he had a record of three and six, so that's nine games oh, for sure. Lord. Or well, he uh, might have been, he started he been nine games. Eight. He started nine. Ah, games. see, see, look, <laughs> there you go. You're worried. What do you mean? There you go. That plays into my hand more than your so hand. So Davis Martin this man was and Jimmy too Lambert. much. <laughs> yeah, Davis these Martin and Jimmy Lambert. These guys are gonna get used too much. There's going to be way it's going to be very apparent that this team does not have pitching depth. We're going to lose at least 15 games because we don't have pitching depth. And that's before we even account for all the other games that we potentially could flip a coin and see if we win or lose. I'm just saying, Steve, I'm not convinced with the pitching depth. Now, let's move on. I do have an important thing to mention. <laughs> of course, I was yes thinking... to leave it there. I was thinking, yeah, I do have to leave it there. I have to have the last word, Steve. Um, I was thinking about Batman. I don't know why, but I was. Great segue right here. I was thinking about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is, I'm not the king of segues. I just know <laughs> that I needed to use one at that point. I was thinking about Batman. And uh, the quote, the quote from the Dark Knight came to mind. Because this team, as we mentioned earlier, does not have a superstar, doesn't have a hero. We're missing that guy. Go now, ahead and hit us with the Harvey Dent quote. Huh? The Harvey Dent quote. Because, okay, you guys all remember The Dark Knight, film in Chicago, greatest movie of all time. There's a big quote at the end of the, of the movie about Batman and who Batman is. Now, <laughs> here we go. Where's Rachel? Where is she? Okay. Because he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. Forget the part about guardian. Fuck the guardians. But all the rest of that, who is our guy that we're after right now that we don't think has it right now, but he's our dark knight. He's going to be there when we need him. He's the hero that we deserve as a fan base, but he's he's not the one it has right now. It needs right now. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the one we need right now because he's booty right now, but he's going to be our Dark Knight 
this season. Steve, I have my name. Who do you think is our Dark Knight this season? The hero we deserve, but not the hero we need. Right now. Right now. It's Tim Anderson, man. I mean, like, T.A. just puts... uh, He is who this club has rallied around as its franchise player right now. As much as I want to say it's Yohan Moncada, and as much as I want to <laughs> you know, I'm a Yohan Moncada <laughs> fanboy, and I think that's the hero that we deserve right now uh, because, you know, we gave up Chris Sale for him as the number one prospect. Oh, Tim's actually a homegrown talent. Um, yeah. Tim is is a guy that you drafted 12th over or something like that. It was sometime in the first round. I don't know. Yeah. S- somewhere in the middle of the first round. He was where first they drafted. Round. Yep. Um, they drafted him there and, and said, hey, you're going to be our guy. And they threw him money early. They locked him under contract. They said, we're going to ride or die with you. And he became a better player than I ever expected when he first took the field. Yep. Um, so I think that's the hero the White Sox deserve because that's the way in which the White Sox have operated as an organization. The way in which, in at least in the last decade, the way in which the White Sox have operated in the last decade is, okay, and they drafted Tim literally a decade ago. Mm-hmm. They said, all right, you're, you've got a bunch of tools. You've got raw talent. We're going to try and refine you. We're going to lock you up under contract for cheap. Uh, because that's the Jerry Reinsdorf way. And let's hope. Let's Cross just our hope. fingers. Exactly. <laughs> and I think because the White Sox, even though they've locked guys under contract for long, longer periods of time and they've had the money to spend um, in past years uh, to get a superstar player, to get the hero that they need, the hero they deserve is Tim Anderson because that's what you've got right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito because and this is this is what it is for me is the part that stuck out is so we'll hunt him now, right? Like yeah. we're we're on Lucas's ass being like, "Bitch, you got too big last season." <laughs> like last off season. <laughs> like you injured yourself in the second game basically of of the season. Like you were the man and then very, very quickly, you were not the man. You fucked it up for everybody. Um, so I think that he is the strongest candidate to be, you know, the Dark Knight for the season, the, the hero that we need uh, at some point later on. But right now, he's not it. So the point is, like, we need a, we need somebody who's going to change the narrative on their season quick. Because we don't have that superstar. We don't have that guy that's going to lock it down. So, do you, you know who another one is who I think can be the hero? And Yuri Garcia. This, and this, yes. <laughs> and this, this whole organization, I think, is kind of built around, honestly, two guys being the hero that, that this team needs. But there's one in particular. Who is it, Tom? Eloy? <laughs> I mean, Eloy could be one of it's them. He was, the, he was the second one that came to mind. I mean, they, they oh, wait. Are you traded for Benintendi? No. <laughs> no, they traded, exactly. they, they traded 
Jose Quintana and said, we want a boy. And they got a boy thinking that this is a guy who's going to bring massive power to your team. He could be a guy that has a career of 450 to 500 home runs. Like that's <laughs> what they banked on. Right. And he's not going to be that guy at this pace. Um, at but this pace, <laughs> right. But the guy that they've, thrown a ton of money to already they've walked under contract for multiple years praying that he's going to be the future and is going to be a superstar is Luis Luis Robert um I don't want him to be the next Byron Buxton like that that is my biggest fear for Luis is that he is going to become the next Byron Buxton Luis is supposed to be a 30-30 guy like I don't know if he, he will. Maybe maybe the speed comes down and he's a little bit more careful on the base paths and um and in the field. Maybe but I mean he still has that potential. He doesn't I think have that, to fight Eloy in the outfield anymore, hopefully. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> I'll say this. Either Luis or Eloy, they need to have each of one of them, one of the two of them need to have a six plus war season in order for this team to just, be a playoff team. We need somebody to be a superstar. Yeah. We or have these, somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody step up and be a superstar because we just, we don't have that right now. So the, anyway, that was the point of the practice is just, is to try to find somebody on this team that we think will step out because we don't have a superstar right now. Who is going to be the guy that becomes the superstar? All right. Do you well, think that's Lucas Giolito? Do you think Lucas Giolito? I do. I do. So are you about to go into the futures right now on FanDuel and bet Lucas Giolito Cy Young? I uh, am not a betting man. But if I could, <laughs> if I could, I If would. I could, all it takes is a couple dollars. You throw it into the no, FanDuel No, account. no, no, bada no. Bada boom, bada bing. Come on. Um, if you want, actually, my, my play right now, Cease is 10 to 1 for Cy Young odds, so... There's some value there. There's definitely some value there. I am not a betting man, and I'm not going to lay down on Lucas Giolito. I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. However, it's fair. I that's that's we need somebody to step out as a superstar. Like we've said it the whole podcast. This is this is what the White Sox are missing. So True. that's that's our if he comes through and becomes a superstar, if he becomes a true ace this season, dude. We really, we have a chance. We've got a chance. I love that you're putting it on a pitcher. I think here's the thing with with pitchers, right? And this is my problem with spending a ton of money, especially on a bullpen piece. That's only going to sniff the field for 60, 65 innings out of the year, right? In a good year. In a good year, right? Um, You got so many guys who underperformed in the field last year. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I need... Of of the three, Luis, Moncada, Aloy. I need two of those guys to have like a three and a half, four war season. And I need the other one to have like a six and a half war season. Just be like MVP, like vote getter kind of guy. Absolutely. And I mean, six and a half war doesn't honestly probably doesn't even put you in a top five uh, MVP Mm -hmm. conversation. But if the other two guys are sitting at three and a half, four, and you're sitting at six and a half, seven, uh, that's that. I mean, seven puts you at that 
like okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're in, you're in the talking so it'd be fantastic i mean that's really what this team needs i mean maybe they don't necessarily need a superstar off the free agent list from this year but they need one of these guys who they've invested time and resources and money into uh to really make that next jump so maybe our guy is pedro gafal <laughs> and maybe it is honestly <laughs> who knows the change in coaching staff the the shift toward thinking even just for a second about analytics yep um and and not just the coaching staff as in the manager but i mean coaching staff across the, across board, the board um being basically brand still got debo basically being brand new. oh man don't even get me started on debo um maybe that'll be my minoso minute um <laughs> next episode <laughs> um but tom we're sitting at about the 50 minute mark um uh, Maybe we should wrap this thing up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we've gotten through a lot of things here. I told you a lot of stuff happened. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Pitchers and catchers must be reporting soon. So we've got that to look forward to. The winter is coming to a close, kind of, a little bit. You know, the baseball season always seems long. But do you know what seems longer? is like these few months leading up into... At yeah. least pitchers and catchers reporting. I mean, even that, like, I, I just don't ever feel a sort of connection to that. It just, it's like, oh yeah, they're tossing the baseball around Woo. all the way in Arizona. Somebody's throwing a bit. Ba- somebody's throwing a baseball. Get excited. I don't even get excited for spring training. Is the thing. So I get it. I get pretty. I, I know you do. You love spring training. You track spring training, and you're like, oh, the White Sox looked awful today, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, it's because they don't care. <laughs> it's because they split squad against the fucking like pirates <laughs> or whatever. Pirates are in Florida, so they don't do that. But point being, like, yes, I do watch spring training and get excited about it. We don't have your mean Mercedes in the organization anymore. Too. You mean, you mean, <laughs> you mean, you mean to light up spring training. Every I'm year. so glad I never bought an I'm your mean T-shirt. I really thought about getting one at the time when he did that <laughs> press conference. I'm your mean. I'm your mean. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, which white former whites? Well, we'll close on this. Which former White Sox legend of the last five years do you miss the most on this roster? Uh, that would be Brian Goodwin. Brian good, yeah, man. Be the good, mayor, baby. the mayor himself, baby. Oh man, be good. That was my guy. I kick rocks, ho. Kick legendary, rocks, ho. <laughs> legendary tweet. It's just <laughs> the most good. legendary tweet. You, and you he took, has you took that one of my swagger. Favorite. He has that swagger. Anyway, good, for you, the Goodwin gang, man. Um, or or Goodwin's Gumas for all the uh, for, for all the uh. <laughs> Sopranos fans out there. <laughs> um, my favorite, Nikki Delmonico, baby. Nikki oh, Delmonico. come on. Nikki Delmonico. Um, just because I got to see him play in AAA uh, on a rehab stint in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him rake against subpar pitching. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah this is my shit the dude in triple a had like a batting average of like 571 that year i mean he had like he only played like 10 <laughs> games but it was fantastic completely raking yeah no he's a he's a good he's a good pick he's a good pick and he had that uh he just had that baseball player look about him you know sure whatever that is yeah he just looks suave that's all <laughs> of course you have that baseball player look on you tom 
No, no, I, I'm not yoked. I, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that musculature. Do you? Uh, honestly, I miss Daniel Polka too. Daniel Polka was a great. Oh guy. yeah. Oh yeah. Was that five years ago? I think that was that might be outside your range there. Dan- it, no, Dan- Dan- Daniel Polka's uh, year where he uh, where he you know shot up the charts. That was uh, that was 2019. It's 2019. Okay, okay, okay. Or 2018. No, 2018. I'm sorry. Okay, so he's just breaking into that. Yeah, 2018. Just f- in that five year range, you put next year. He won't be in the five year range anymore. It's that's ancient history now. I know. I know. It's crazy. It honestly just. Goes to show how long we've been doing this podcast too, which yes. is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 2018 was the year he hit uh, 27, 27 bombs. Crazy. 27 bombs. Crazy. I'm so. so so looking forward to somebody jumping off the like jumping off the charts and like that. Oh, this year. Okay. I don't. I don't know where you're going off with jumping off. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was like jumping off the oh, Miller Light, the Miller Light landing. <laughs> no, yeah, somebody's gonna have to jump off the charts this year in some category like that for home us runs. To have a chance, oh, boy, 70, 74 home 74 runs. runs. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Aaron Judge ain't got nothing on this. Exactly. All right, Tom. Well, thank you to our listeners for tuning in, listening to us for almost an entire hour. Um, hey, you hey. all, you all deserve the credit. And, and all of the blessings. <laughs> uh, we will be back most likely next weekend with another episode. Um, we're going to try and get to Tommy's 52 mark. I think we're going to fall a little <laughs> short this year. Like yes. I said, I think I think I said we were going to shoot for like 45 or something like that. That's I think more that's reasonable. But well, we do have to we do enough. have to jump on the horse if we're going to get there. Hey, I, we're at an okay pace. I like our pace. Where we're at. We're all, we're at two, baby. We're at a great pace. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't have any in han we trust because i don't trust in han still um but we are the sons of honarchy still i i, I can't believe we haven't rebranded yet <laughs> we can't can't do it it's it's, it's all it, we've been doing this for too long we're not changing our name the other part is no matter what we do we will always be sons of honarchy like this is the guy that was overseeing the fan the the franchise while we grew up in our fandom for the most part for the most part mind you. so we there's nothing we can do we are sons of honarchy whether or not we like it we are sons of honarchy maybe that's what we should start saying whether or not we like it we are the sons of honarchy <laughs> or whether or not you guys like it that's We're- true i think you still i still i think you still like it tom yeah um, i kind of do with know? that being said in han i really don't trust but luis robert for mvp or bust baby there you go baby. have a good one everybody we will see y'all next week